house of Abinadab, which was on the hill accompanying the ark of God. This is the holy presence where God dwelt. The ark of the covenant, the holy seat, uh, the mercy seat that was inside. This is what they were bringing. This was holy. Verse 5 says, Then David and the house of Israel played music before the Lord. All kinds of instruments from wood on harps, on stringed instruments, on tambourines, on sistrums, and on cymbals. And when they came to Nashon's threshing floor, Azza put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Azza and struck him there for his error, and he died there by the ark of God. And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Azza, and he called the name of the place Perez Azza to this day. David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, How can the ark of the Lord come to me? How can the ark of the Lord come to me? God had always commanded the ark of the covenant to be carried upon the shoulders of priests. The presence of God would be carried upon priests. And the Bible tells us they put this ark on a new cart. They begin to, as they were going down, the oxen, the animal begins to stumble. And Uzzah reached out and he touched the ark. He touched the ark and instantly he died. Because his hands were not prepared to touch the holy. His hands were not prepared to touch what was separate, what was holy. In other words, the works of your hands matter to God. Unclean hands are unable to handle holy things. We've been reminded over and over again through this pandemic, wash your hands, wash your hands. The medical experts are saying, wash your hands. Make sure to sanitize your hands. The message tonight that I want to preach is sanitize your spirit. Sanitize your heart. Sanitize your heart. The, the world is saying, listen, we got to go through this motion. Wash, sanitize your hands. But I feel the world should hear another sermon saying, come on, it's time to cleanse your hands and cleanse your heart. It's time to purify the hands. It's time to purify the heart. And the world doesn't have an outward issue. It has an inward issue called sin. And many times people want to come in His presence, uh, try to carry the ark of God by their own religious spirit, by their own good works, uh, clean hands, but He's got a unpure heart and Uzzah had an unclean heart Uzzah was performing this he wasn't supposed to be for him to touch the holy that was for priests and when Jesus was presented to Pilate the Pharisees the religious people were crying out crucify him Pilate was moved by public opinions he was a people pleaser and you know what Pilate did he washed his hands but he didn't wash his heart and that could be us. We could be like all in front of holy. Uh, you know, wash our, clean our hands in front of other religious people thinking, oh, sweet, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm religious. I'm doing everything right. Pilate washed his hands in public, but his heart was still wrong in private. It's possible to wash your hands in public, but your heart is not clean in the private. What we do in private matters. Can you say amen? Because what we do in private determines how God will use us publicly in his kingdom in a significant way and he's looking for a church he's looking for people that says you know what I'm not just going to put my hands on the things that are holy I'm going to put my heart in it and what requires something that's so holy God's presence is saying God wants us to be pure God wants us to be holy and something was wrong in Uzzah's private life and God knew about this 
You know, God doesn't just send any kind of judgment upon people just to kill them just like that. There was a real reason. There was a real reason that this man died by touching the thing that was holy. This man had unclean hands. And listen, God is far more concerned about your heart than what you do in, private, in public. Pilate washed his hands and sent Jesus to be crucified. This is what Pilate teaches. Clean hands represent people who look good on the outside, but their hearts are unclean. They crucify people with their words. Oh, they're clean, but they speak bitterly against people. Oh, you know what? They wash their hands, but then they speak anger against their own brother and sister. They crucify people. Pilate just wanted to please people. What about you tonight? Are you just someone that has a title of a Christian? Wash your hands, look good, all holy, religious. Someone here tonight. Listen, God sees your heart. 1 Samuel 16, verse 7. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. It matters what you do in private. It matters what you watch in the private area of your home, in your room. It matters. Why? Because God sees your heart. And let it not be said of the church that we now adapt the worldly culture, that we just bring our filth in, that we just walk into His presence. And I wonder what God would think when He sees the church. I mean, not as a whole, but as individuals. We're called out ones, Ecclesia, the church. It's not a building. God is far more concerned about your heart than He is with your hands. In other words, He's far more concerned about your worship than your work. He's far more concerned about what you do in private than your public. Listen, something has happened spiritually when we believe we can just approach God with clean hands and an unclean heart. God called Moses. Moses notices the burning bush. Moses takes notice of something that's happening. God speaks to him. Exodus chapter 3 verse 5. Then he said, don't draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet. For the place where you stand on is holy ground. I wonder what our attitude is like when God is calling us in His presence. I wonder what our attitude of our heart is like when we come into His holy house. And whenever we put our hands on the things that are holy, whenever we walk in, when our feet begin to stand on this holy ground, who are we to step before a holy God? And so God says, take off your shoes. God says, take off your shoes. The place you stand is holy ground. Joshua 5.15, the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, take the sandals off your foot. For the place where you stand is holy. Listen, God wants to take you into a place of uh, promise, but yet you still remain with an attitude that God is dealing with you right now, saying, listen, there's things in your private life that needs to be dealt with. I love the story of Jesus. Jesus begins to wash his disciples' feet. Jesus begins to set an example. He begins to wash their feet. What a picture that his servants aren't just to walk into the world to preach the gospels everywhere. That they aren't just to go into people's different villages and towns. They, Jesus was setting an example. You got to clean your feet. But it was more than just washing their feet. It was a posture of their heart. It was a posture of humility. That we as his children should be holy and walk in humility i mean the generation that we live in is far from holy can you say amen it's far from humility the place the people live in i mean it's so prideful don't just wash your hands and your feet be holy and walk humbly first peter 1 16 
it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. Micah 6 verse 8, He has shown you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? Listen to this. Do justly, love mercy, walk humbly with your God. Let not the church accept the culture of this world. Let not the church accept and tolerate the things of this world and then we adapt it into the kingdom culture. I mean, let's talk about sex for a minute. Come on, I want to I want to talk about this issue because you know what? Uh, here it is. The, the, the world says try before you buy. The world says, you know what? Hey, listen, just sleep with each other. And that the, the thing is this: the church is supposed to be holy. It, its people should be holy. Can I preach tonight? Can can I minister here for a second? Hebrews thirteen verse four: fornicators, which is sex outside of marriage. Listen, God says He's going to judge. He's going to judge. The Bible says not even a hint of sexual immorality. There's, uh, these things are improper for God's holy people. That's what it says in Ephesians 5 verse 3. Not even a hint of sexual immorality. And the why I'm preaching this is because, listen, when you do come into His presence, God says, hey, not even a hint. God created sex for marriage. Amen. Husbands and wives. It's not for boyfriend and girlfriend. Listen, you, you're, you're here, you're partnered. You're not married. You're single in God's eyes. And marriage is holy. It's, it's to be honored. And so sex is to be designed within the confines of marriage. And Jesus raises the bar. The religious people were like, hey, you know what? Don't, don't be adulterous. Jesus begins to raise the bar. Remember, God sees the heart. And so Jesus says in Matthew 5, 27, you have heard it said, it was, uh, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, whoever looks at a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. I mean, Jesus raises the bar when it comes to personal holiness. And I mean, you might be thinking, man, pastor, we already know this. We already know this. The medical world is telling you to wash your hands. The medical world is telling you to sanitize your, your hands. And it's like, yeah, we already know that. But listen, how much more should the Christians hear it? Be holy, be separate, be, uh, be clean, clean your hands, sanitize your spirit. And I'm not preaching this to the sin, I'm preaching this to the saints. This is a message to you and I, the church. Let not the church accept and adapt the culture of the world. Where the people of God have become unholy and prideful. Just like Uzzah in our text, trying to put his dirty hands on God's holy presence. And verse 9 says, David was afraid of the Lord that day. And he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? I mean, listen to that question. David's like, how are we to bring the ark of the Lord? How are we to get the presence of God to a place? I want you to look at Psalms 24 verses 3. Many Bible commentators say that on this particular psalm, this particular chapter, this was the moment when David saw Uzzah with unclean hands, ready to reach out to touch God's holy presence. Psalms 24, verse 3, verse 5, uh, verses 3. Listen to this. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. This was written right after Uzzah had touched the ark. Who's going to carry God's uh, presence? Who's going to do this? And then David writes and says, He who has a clean hands and a pure heart, he who has not lifted up his soul prideful to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. 
How can we get the presence of God back to the place? How can we get God's presence back into our homes? How can we God get God's presence back into our hearts? How can we get God's presence back in our families? How can we get God's presence to fill our hearts? You got to have clean hands and you got to have a pure heart. You got to come back and say, God, I need you to sanitize my hands spiritually. God, I need you to sanitize my heart spiritually. God, we need to come back to the old school gospel and say, God, I need you to cleanse me with the blood of Jesus Christ. God, I need you to cleanse me with the precious blood that is able to sanctify. God, I need you to cleanse me with the blood that is able to separate me and make me holy for you are holy. And I don't want to be a preacher that, you know what, oh, yeah, just come preach a message and that's it. You know what, I want to be a preacher that says, God, I want to be holy. That this message wants to be anointed so people can hear it and be responsive to his word. And how much more when people are pure and how much more is when people, his people are clean. Begin to now, begin to infiltrate the world that is filthy and dirty. Begin to infiltrate the world with the gospel that says, listen, there is hope. Listen, that his presence is now able to change people because men and women, his people, God's children are clean and holy. We need to be holy. We need to be humble. Matthew 5 verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. David is saying, how can they ascend to the hill? That's another term. How can they get into heaven? And Jesus says right there, the pure heart. So many people are missing out on to get into heaven because they have not repented. They have not allowed God to cleanse them of their sins. Come on, we need God to cleanse us. We need God to purify us. Every now and then we need God, God, sanitize my hands. God, sanitize my heart. Let it not be that our attitudes when we come in His presence and God says, hey, remove the sandals, the attitude that you've got, remove it. Let it not be said of our worship team that we come on stage and that we're ready to play and our hands and our hearts are not clean. Oh, I'm telling you, if God would ever look down on this congregation and say, oh, be far from it. I don't want to hear such clanging cymbals because God is far more concerned about our hearts than he is about what we do. Let's get back to the altar and say, God, I repent. Cleanse me. God, do a deep work within me. God, I don't want to be religious. Just doing everything. And God's like, man, I want to see what's inside of your heart. We are the temple, church. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus came and he saw the temple and everyone was like selling things and everyone's like carrying on in this. It's a marketplace. And Matthew chapter 21 verse 13, Jesus said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you've made it in a den of thieves. Is your heart a den of thieves? Have you turned your heart into a den of thieves? We need to do what Jesus do. And even John describes it in chapter 2, verse 15. He made a whip of cords. Oh, Jesus, he did. Meek and mild Jesus, yes, he did. And it's an attitude that we ought to adapt in the church. He drove them out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changes, the money, overturned the tables. Listen, church, it's time for you and I to do some turning tables in our hearts. It's time for us to drive out the money changes in our lives and say, God, your house shall be a house of prayer. My heart is going to be separate from the world because this is your temple, God. And my house is going to be a house of prayer. God, I don't want to be religious. God, I don't want to just do the things that you call me to do. But God, I want to do it with the right heart. God, I want that clean heart. And God desires, church, to use men and women with clean hands and pure hearts. 
And he desires us not to come casually in his presence. You know, I'm studying and I'm writing. And I, whenever I write a sermon, I, I listen to worship music. I begin to get my mind in, you know, God, I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. And I'm, I'm, I'm reading and I'm, I'm studying. And that's really our attitude to say, you know what, God, I need you to clean my hands. I need you to purify my heart. I need you to sanitize my spirit. Before I put my hands on your word, before I speak another word, God, purify my heart. Again, you know what? I don't, I don't want to just approach God in just a casual cart. I want to feel the weight of His presence on my shoulders that everywhere I go, it's a testimony. Oh, God, what God has done in my life. Everywhere I go, I'm going to carry His presence. Oh, everywhere I go to work, I'm going to carry His presence. How can they bring it in? You got to have clean hands and pure hearts. Wherever you go, you got to carry the burden of His presence. Say, God, here I am. I'm, I'm going in Your presence. Oh, hallelujah. We need a revival of clean hands. We need to be holy and sanctified, separate from the world. Brother, it's time to put aside the world and say, God, I'm coming after you. I'm going to carry the burden of the presence. I'm going to carry the ark on my shoulders. And I want to feel this presence. I don't want to go with an empty box, man. We need a revival of clean hands. First Timothy 2 verse 8. I desire, therefore, that men pray everywhere. Lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. You know, I went to uh, McDonald's the other day. And as I was washing my hands, I seen so many men not even wash their hands, just walk straight out. And then on the, the, the door, the back door, as I'm beginning to walk out, I see a sign. I want to read you the sign. All employees must wash their hands before returning to work. I was like, whoo, man, if we could put that on the doorpost of our house. Let no worship team get up here when they haven't even washed their hands, washed their hearts. Wash your hands, wash your hearts before you return to work. Get in His presence. Begin to put your hand under the Holy Spirit. Get some cleansing of His sanitizing. The blood of Jesus to cleanse us. And I believe for us as a church that all pastors, all volunteers, all ushers, all musicians, you know what, we don't come in here with our filth and garbage and dirty hands and we just approach God with casualty. Listen, we got to come before the Lord with fear and trembling to know that He is a holy God. Come on, God, bring revival, Lord. Clean our hands, purify our hearts, sanitize my life. Everyone must wash their hands. If you want to be used by God, you must offer Him clean hands. You got to offer Him a sacrificed life, a purified heart. It's not what you can produce. Jesus says, if your heart's not in it, don't put your hands on it. Luke 9 verse 62, Jesus said, no one having put his hand to the plow, looking back is fit for the kingdom. I believe what we need is true repentance. It says, God, clean my hands, purify my heart. If you're ever going to serve, if you're ever going to get involved, wash your hands. Allow God to purify your heart. Psalms 51, and I close. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Let's just worship Him. Every head bowed, every eye closed. As the worship team comes, oh God, clean our hands, purify our hearts. You're in this place tonight and you're not saved, you're not right with the Lord. You need to repent right now. You ain't going to get into heaven 
with your own good works. You ain't going to get to heaven with some nice makeup on your face, thinking you're all good. Listen, God sees past and He sees your heart. You're not right with the Lord and you be honest before, you, uh, before the God and you be honest with yourself. Say, yep, that's me. I'm not saved. Why don't you raise your hand with mine and say, yep, that's me. I'm not saved. I'm not right with God. Lift up your hand all across this place. Come on, put down your pride. Put down your ego. Say, yep, that's me. I'm not right with God. I see that hand. Anyone else? Join his honest heart. Say, that's me. I want to pray. I, I want Jesus. Maybe you're backslidden in your heart. You want Jesus to come back into your life. Raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. I want to be made pure again. I want to be made whole again. I want to make heaven my home. Raise your hand and say, that's me as well. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. If you lifted up your hand, I want you to pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me by the precious blood. Purify my heart. Cleanse me, O God, from all unrighteousness. Even my righteous deeds, they are filthy rags. Tonight, purify my heart. Clean my hands. I make you my Lord and my Savior. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, we worship you, Jesus. Turning to the church. God spoken to you tonight about being holy, being separate. Why don't you come out of your seat? Let's fill this altars right now. And let's just pray. Let's seek God right now at this altar. Why don't you come out of your seat? Let's do business before the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Say. 